the last word on business. With Fitzgerald Power. Can't count on your current accountants? Talk to us. Fitzgeraldpower.ie Before we get on to the business news of the day, Ian Guider, I want to talk a little bit more about where we're at now with RTE's commercial and business future. But let's hear a little bit first from Ryan Tuberty today at the Media Committee when he said his contract could be made public in future. In the event that I do keep my job, and it's touch and go from my understanding of it at the moment, um, you know, I, I'd be happy to, to suggest that in the future we'd have a situation where you would publish my contract on an annual basis, you know, with, with, with a few, obviously, for, for, for redactions for personnel or what have you, with the money and the salary and the earnings there straight up. Like, if RT are going through a cathartic week, let this be part of it. I'm, I, I will offer that. I mean, I have nothing to hide. I put the contract out, put it online, tell everyone how much I Don't wait for three years, then have this cardiology that can happen uh, all this time later, despite us saying it at the time. Quite clearly in that Ryan Tobley wants to go back on air. He said it enough times today. He's in the middle of a sort of hiatus because he's been put off air. He is in a renegotiating contract position on the existing contract because he's no longer on the Late Late Show. So it probably has to be agreed as to how much he continues to be paid on the radio show, if he is. As a contractor, they'd probably have to pay him up the balance of the contract if they were to let him go. But the impression I formed, I don't know how you, what you formed listening to Kevin Backers there, is that it would seem that his time at RT may indeed, as he alluded to at the start there, Ryan himself, may well be done. Yeah, he said touch and go. I think most people in the media industry think it is going to be go. It is very hard to go back into RT. Apart from facing his team and all his colleagues in the canteen, there's the big issue, Matt, of what he said in that statement today. He said that RTE didn't contact him when they were putting out that report a couple of weeks ago naming him 15 times. That was a statement by the RTE board. Many of that board will be there for the next while and will have to sign off on any new contract that he will have to... We're talking about the RTE board, not the executive board. No, no, I'm wondering, is the RTE board actually going to be there? Because, yes, we've been focusing on the executive board and the new interim board that's been put in place and there's maybe confusion between the two boards. But if you take the board which is appointed by the government... After its performance, and after even what Councillor Murphy was saying to the two of us before five o'clock, do you think that this board can actually survive the way it has handled all of these revelations? Well, I wrote about it at the weekend, given their performance over the last couple of weeks at the Public Accounts Committee and the Media Committee. There are still plenty of questions for them to answer. There are people whose terms on the board is coming up, so they'll be going in the next couple of months anyway. But is the chairperson who is in the job only seven months at this stage, is her position secure? I think, again, she'll have to turn up at the Public Accounts Committee and go through all of the questions again and actually give the firm answers people want to know. She said she believes she has been, been deceived. Well, by whom and what did you do about it or what are you going to do about it? Getting back to Ryan Tuberty, as I said, it's going to be very hard for him to go back into that building given all that he has said and all of the controversy about it today. He was contrite. He apologised for not asking the questions, but it still begs the questions. Well, look... 
when you knew your pay was being cut and you were offered this extra money, why didn't you just turn it down given the situation the country faced? That was a big part of the questioning that he faced today and didn't really give an answer. He said, look, I put in no Kelly to negotiate my contract. This was additional work I was doing. Many people out there, Matt, would say, look, the money you are on, you're going to be cut down to €440,000. That is a substantial amount of money, more than many consultants and hospitals, solicitors, barristers and many other people are paid. I've no issue with people being paid vast sums of money. I write about lots of big companies where people are paid more than that. But many people out there just don't like the idea of RTE stars being paid that money. Very hard to see a road back for Ryan Tuberty. I think Kevin Backhurst has a huge amount of work to do. His concern won't be just one star in RTE or the top 10 talent. It is rescuing that organisation. This idea that they need interim funding, let's call it a spade a spade. It's a bailout is what they need right away. Let's go to other business stories. Um, tell us about further job cuts at Microsoft in Ireland. Yeah, this is the third round of job cuts at Microsoft. Back in January, the company announced that globally it was cutting around 10,000 positions. So in February, after they had done their initial consultation with staff here in Ireland, they have about 3,500 people in total. They said they were cutting about 120 roles across the company. A month later, in March, they said that around 60 roles will go. And yesterday, Ermer said up to 70 jobs will be on the block as well now. So they say that they've looked across the organisation as to what roles they need in certain positions and they are taking the view now that there are certain jobs in Ireland that they don't need and that they will be in consultation now with the remaining staff here. But this is 70 to go so if you add all the figures up now it's about 200 and what? 220 positions? 230 positions? That brings you up to around 5% of its workforce which is in line with the overall global job cuts. But it just shows you Matt we've seen it at companies like Facebook as well. There's been the first round of job cuts, a second round, then more. And you would see in the next couple of weeks that all of these big technology companies, they will have their quarterly results out, making forecasts for how sales and profits will be for the rest of the year. And I think given the way the global economy is doing, it's not probably going to be a great year for them and perhaps more could be on the way. One of the great Irish success stories is Kingspan from Cavan. It has become a truly global company, sort of a Ryanair in building materials in its international extent. But its share price has been under quite a bit of pressure recently because of the continuing fallout from its perceived involvement in the Grenfell fire in London. Why has the shares suddenly bounced back today? Well, the shares had had an appalling last year. I think the share price halved over the past 18 months. But today, they're up by around 15%. It's worth €1 billion more today than it was yesterday because it came out in a statement to say that its profits so far this year will be a record. It'll make around €435 million of profits. And the reason for that is is demand for building materials that are energy efficient, that don't involve leaking carbon out of buildings, they are selling really well and also it builds a lot of data centres around the world and there is going to be a huge demand for data centres because of the shift to artificial intelligence, need for all of these extra products and it is providing those services and therefore demand and the outlook is a lot better. One final one. What about uh, the government considering new rules on cryptocurrencies? Yeah, this emerged in the Irish Times today that the government is considering a consultation as to how you regulate cryptocurrencies. There are new EU laws coming 
coming into place to regulate cryptocurrencies in the next little while and each government across Europe has to have their own consultation as to how they will put it into place. Of course, this flies in the face of what the governor of the central bank, Gabriel McClough, has said where he believes some crypto investments are little more than Ponzi schemes and scams sold by social influencers and there are concerns that the Irish government are bending over backwards to facilitate crypto investment into Ireland. We had that big announcement a couple of weeks ago by Gemini and the Taoiseach was announcing it that they're going to have their European headquarters in Ireland. So on the one hand, we're concerned about what crypto is doing to ordinary people out there and also facilitating these companies setting up business in Ireland. Better leave a go. Thank you very much, Ian Guider from the Business Post. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-